Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andre from the Opinionated Podcast, and I just want to remind you that we are live every Sunday on our Facebook page, and you can find us wherever you stream your music at the Opinionated Podcast. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. So remember to like, share, comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy the show. <laughs> no intro? No intro. We're getting right into it. I'm all um, so we have a guest today. Okay, Ms. Celeste Moore. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? I'm great. I'm great. Great. Um, I don't know about this guy though. I'm awesome. <laughs> you see, I got the shirt on Tequila and Tacos. That's what I plan on doing at that game. Oh, my kind of t-shirt. <laughs> see, I'm actually, you know what? I wasn't ready. I don't have my headphones on. Ah, look at me. Talking about me, you're very unprofessional. Now I'm ready. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm so good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Celeste Moore. Um, I have a company, pretty much (laughs) CelesteMoore.com. And um, I've been an image consultant. Do you want me to wait? Pause. No, no. He's he's, chewing away his pocketbook. Just making sure. He moved to Florida and bought a pocketbook dog. (laughs) <laughs> i hear that so um i uh i've been an image consultant for 14 years um prior to that i guess i should have started prior to that i got certified as a matchmaker uh back in 2005 i uh trained and certified in new york city and went to start a matchmaking business and was quite still young and green, if, if I should say the right words, and um, just felt underprepared and underwhelmed to actually do a thriving matchmaking business. So it kind of put that on the side, on the back burner. And then in 2006, I was like, you know, what's my other passion? Like, what is it that I want to do? I had a college education, but I just wasn't going to go to law school. So I love business. I love creating things. And I'm just naturally great at styling and wardrobing and shopping and all of those amazing things. Um, So (laughs) there's an organization called uh, Association of Image Consultants International. And I uh, studied for like two weeks, took the certification, and then you just kind of maintain CEUs and you know, keep up to date on all that stuff. And I, um, basically I just did image consulting for the last 14 years, working with like business coaches, lawyers, doctors, um, business, businessmen. Um, I have worked with women as well. It's just, uh, I prefer to work with men. They're the easier sex, if you will. Um, (laughs) women just are a little bit more difficult. Um, and like, it's fine. We we are. We are. We're just, you know, I had clients, female clients who would hire me and um, basically we would just argue the whole session and, you know, no, but I like this one, but no, I like this one or we just waste our time or kind of go back to what she was already doing. And it was kind of like, all right, maybe women are not my thing. <laughs> what, so. Let me ask you a question. Uh, yes. With that, because I really feel like that that right there is interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think if like um like say if it was a a man doing it, do you think that they would take any advice from a man if they were hot? That's the oh. key. That's the key. We know nothing about that. I I'm imagine hot. so. 
<laughs> we know nothing about being hot. We just, you know, but, um, no, that's interesting. What, what made you actually want to, uh, cause the first time I heard about like, uh, like matchmaking, like being a profession is that show. I don't know if you remember it, Millionaire Matchmaker. Yes, of course. Patty Singer. Yeah. My mm-hmm. wife had me watching that and I'm not going to lie. It got me super interested. I'm like, all right, I got to figure out what's, you know, what, what are they telling these, uh, <laughs> what are they telling these men to get them like, you know, get them out there and get them to, you know, it was women too, by the way, but get them out yes. there and get them ready to like, uh, like date and, and find pretty much their mate. Yeah. I, you know, they never touched on that. I feel that she definitely showed the matchmaking side, like the dates, the juicy bits that, you know, TV wanted to see. Um, but I, I really wonder what went behind the scenes, like who was actually prepping them, getting them ready. And maybe she didn't, maybe she just was like, okay, he's paying me 10 grand and I'm going to get three dates for him and that's it. So I have really no idea what she did. Um, it's interesting. I always wondered because I hope to work with some matchmakers and, you know, kind of be their layoffs. I can never say this name. Liaison. Liaison. Oh my God. I can never say that word. Liaison. Uh, to preparing them for, you know, really being ready to date because that is so important. Right. Okay. So, what, so a lot of things. So this is like almost like the real life hitch. Yeah. So, um, I do say I'm what, like a female hitch. <laughs> so what, what is the like, what do you feel like the main struggle most guys go through? Because I like, I don't think I can. I've been in a relationship now for almost 10 years. I don't think I have the skills to go back into the real world and start dating, especially in today's world. So funny enough, I do work with married men on the aspect of um, still doing the image part and actually trying to date your wife again, because Mm -hmm. I think, uh, and and I'll touch about that on being single, but in a relationship even, um, we forget what it is and how important it is to actually date your husband or wife, right? Um, we get really complacent and uh, it's not good to be complacent. So you might really know your wife and you might really love a lot about her. But I think that if you don't change it up here and there, and if you don't bring some spice to the relationship, it can get very stale. Mm. So I do have married clients that I work with. So, but on the aspect of, you know, being single, um, I think the most, the most issue, I think it's really the lack of confidence being able to be comfortable in. Yeah. Because say you were married and not married anymore. And you're like, Oh my God, what is going on in this world? Like, how do I even find someone? How do I even, you know, get out there? Um, you have to kind of look at yourself and like start push the refresh button. And I think that's like, okay, finding out who Kevin is again. Right. And then you go through this list of like, okay, what do I really want based coming out of a marriage? You were defined by that marriage. And so, yeah, go ahead. You can, (laughs) I was just saying, I, I, you know, the first thing every single guy does after a long relationship is the first thing he looks in his wardrobe closet and like, I have nothing to wear. Then he looks at himself in the mirror and says, I'm out of shape. <laughs> and, and then you go through this whole transformation of in the gym, 24-7, shopping like crazy to update everything. Because you just, right now, you just got your comfortable clothes on, you know? You're just with the same right. person. She's cool with how you, you know, come in the house every day. 
Right, right. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. I really, I really want to preface that I don't take your authentic self away. But what we do is refine it and we up it and we just, we just make you your best version of you. Cause I think that's really important. You know, a lot of people start dating and they put on a fake front, a fake face. And then eventually that shit comes out. Right. I mean, eventually you're going to be like, um, wait, that's not who you said you were. So it's really, it's really, really like paramount that, that, just just we're using you as an example of course you coming out of uh, a 10-year relationship and getting the real Kevin like we peel all those layers back and we really start from the beginning and we kind of go through this process where we get you ready for that you're like all right I'm I'm confident I have this together I have this together I know who I am and I'm ready to find that person how difficult would you say, like on a scale from one to 10, that it like normally is that to get a guy really back to like a confident, just, you know, going out there and knocking things out of the park, like on a scale from one to 10, how how hard is that? You know, it really, really depends on the person, how, I don't want to say damaged is like the wrong word, but how, how, how they were as that person either. So I have clients that have never gotten married, but they're married to their jobs, you know? So it's like, I've got a couple different type of clients. Even if you're married to your job or married to a a woman and then you're coming out of this relationship, um, you know, it's just really like, I don't know, difficulty. It just depends on their each individual situation. Um, I feel like anybody that kind of reaches out to me is probably like been thinking about it for a while, but been a little you know I don't need that or that's you know I, I got this oh my gosh why is that off I'm so sorry um why is why is my you know why do I need to see somebody a professional like I'll just have my boys help me out you know I'll just have like whatever um I think that they're really ready at that point they're just a little bit you know they're sticking their toe in and kind of trying to see what that looks like yeah as, as men we that's that's like a taboo for us. Like first thing in your head is like, yo, I still got it. Like, why do I need somebody to coach me through yeah. how to talk to a woman? And, and when you go talk to them, you realize how difficult it is today, especially now with, you know, everything, everything has changed. You know, you don't go talk to a woman and say, Hey, let me get your phone number. Can I call you now? It's, Hey, do you have an Instagram? And, uh, can I, you know, can I follow you? Is okay. I'm like, Jesus, like, I wouldn't know what to do in today's world. <laughs> that actually that leads me to my next thought though about about the whole situation. See, I'm 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 38. I just turned 38 okay. a couple days ago. He's been 38 for a while. Oh, he's 39. Yeah, Happy so, birthday. So oh thank you. Um so and I've been also married for 10 years, uh 11 years. Okay. okay. Tell her I said that. So I've been married for 11 years. If I had to mm-hmm. go into the dating world today, because the last time that me and her even had broken up, Facebook was just just really getting in, onto all of our phones. We It didn't even come with Facebook. You had to download it. You know what I mean? Right. So that terrifies me now because the way that social media is now, that's how people do their interacting. And it's almost that your Facebook or your, or your Instagram really mm-hmm. uh, with the kids has to be a advertisement for who you are in order for you to even get a date. Does that, does that make sense? Yes. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it, it is. It's like self-advertising these days, which I'm still like, I'm older than you both. <laughs> and that's, that's just a little bit, um, that's not how we used to date, right? We used to be like, oh, you look good or whatever. We have some same interests and, you know, spark up that conversation. I think what I really try to tell my particular clients in general and teach them is we need more physical contact. We need more in the face contact because you really get to to find out who that person is by meeting them, by talking to them, by physically IRL, you know, I mean, this Instagram account usually is not what this person is about. And so you have to know that going in, if you're, if if that's what you want to do and you want to just date on Snapchat and Instagram or whatever, just know that the possibility of that person being who they say they are on on their uh, profile page is probably not, probably not true, or at least a percentage. Wow. And, and with that, a lot of guys, I'm pretty sure um, successful, successful down to the average guy that comes with like a lot of, insecurities like dropping that whole veil of who they are on Instagram like what are some ways that you would you know suggest to a to a client how to get rid of some of those insecurities um you're talking about before they meet or all the way around all the way all the way around so like I said I know this I don't want to sound repetitive but I really do talk about their what are some of their struggles like what do they deal with And, and I mean extroverts don't have a problem usually with like introducing themselves but there's some some of my clients who literally it is so hard for them to even ask for a woman's phone number I don't know why it just you know there's so many different types of people and how they interact um you know I recommend all different types of dating styles for introverts and extroverts um but yeah I um so I kind of get to their pain points um I do mock dates So what we do, I don't know too many people or maybe anybody that really does this. um, But in the beginning, we go on a mock date. So he does everything that he would do on a date with me. I mean, minus like, you know, going out more or whatever. But, (laughs) you know, as far as like picking the place to go, um, you know, what is manner or like, how does he present himself in that day? How does he talk to the waitress? How does he eat? How does, I mean, we really kind of, and it's not so much like I'm being so judgy. I just want to see where he's at. And then we work on those things, but we definitely start from day one with his color analysis. Color is the first thing that we notice when we look at somebody instant. Mm. It's so instant. You don't even realize it. Mm. I say um, a lot of people don't realize most of the male birds or male or male species are usually the ones with the very colorful patterns. They're whereas the woman, yes, with a woman is you know without the color. So I guess that that helps out in in the human species also. It totally does. It's so crazy. I don't think we realize it, but so I teach them kind of color psychology, what what it is that they want to say and and who they want to say it to. Um, then we do the whole wardrobe thing. Um, and then we work on like nonverbal, verbal communication skills. Uh, and then we really work on those pain points. Like if it's, you know, not comfortable with this, if they're not comfortable with that, and then we work on those things. Uh, it's really just getting them like, you know, prime dating. And then, you know, and then they can come back and we talk about the dates and we talk about what happened and 
they can even text me on the date. Yo, this is happening. Like, what's up? How do I, how should I take this? So, yeah. I want to know something real quick. I, I'm glad you get your question. You think, because yes. you say you deal with a lot of successful business, businessmen. You think some of their weaknesses is that they're used to always being successful and really never hearing no that they struggle with the idea of asking a woman for their number and they're like scared of rejection. That is definitely number one is, is rejection. That is definitely number one. And honestly, it's actually a disgrace to them because we want you to ask us out. We do. We want you to come up to us. And um, there's such a miscommunication with men and women nowadays in the dating world because there women are becoming more successful, right? We are, there's this standard that's, that's shifting, I should say, where it's not just the men that are successful. And so some men are really taken aback by that. They don't know how to act. They don't know you know, oh, she's more successful than me, just for example, like, uh, maybe I can't approach this woman. But that's not the case at all. I would be intimidated. I'm not gonna lie. Me, myself okay. right now, I would 100% be intimidated by, like, I'm, I'm just going to use just a normal, you know, because if they're not in your normal circles, you know what I mean? Right. You come across a, you know, a really successful woman, she's driving, I'm, I'm going to give you the trappings of of success from, from you know, from afar. Okay. Nice car, she's dressed to the nines, hair just perfect, and, you know, she has that confidence about her. It's like, am I really going to walk over there out of nowhere and say, how you doing? My name is Andre. I'm a Gemini. Can I have your number? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, how would you suggest a guy goes over and approaches a woman like that to ask for her number? Okay. You know, do you feel that in your mind that she's standoffish? Do you feel that she's like closed off to the, the idea of somebody coming over to her? Is that also in your head? Like, is that also a perception? It could be, depending on where we are. I'm imagining for some weird reason, maybe it's because I moved to Florida, like we're at some type of some type of shopping area. And, you know, you see, you know, it's it's just like she's on a mission, like she's going to get her stuff. She's fly. She you know what I mean? Like, I don't know who I'm imagining in my head, but like, okay. she's just, um, it seems like she's just on a mission to do her thing. So it's like you see her. It's like, I don't even want to interrupt. Yeah. So hmm, that's a tough one. Cause if she's like there to handle stuff and she's like, boom, boom, boom. It's a little bit more, I would say a little bit, she's like, you know, not as open. Okay. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I tend to like, if you were say in a different environment, right. Say, I don't know, I'm just going to use some kind of like lounge or, you know, she's having a cocktail or whatever. She's with a friend or whatever. Then I think she's a little bit more laid back, a little bit more approachable versus, you know, being in the mix of just handling stuff. It's not possible that she can say like, oh, but she might just not, she might just really blow you off at that point. Nice. Okay. That, that's what I was expecting. So a smile mm -hmm. and a door, like opening a door and a smile. Yes. Anymore. Oh, <laughs> yes, it does. It sure does. I like, I really practice this with my clients because it's so important. Like just because she, for example, she makes more money, that does not mean she does not want to be treated like a woman. Open the door, smile, like smiles, everything. Like if a man, like this genuine and really look in her eyes, like, you know, just 
hello. You, you, you know, just these like basic things that I think today we're like, okay, what's the like right line to say, you know, it's the basic, wonderful, like chivalrous things that, that I think are lacking. And this is the thing, man, I want to say, because I've seen, it seems like women are more, like you said, evolving where Mm -hmm. men tend to get their, their game or the way they talk to women from their dads, which been passed down for them, their dads and their dads and their dads. And it's like, we're stuck like 30, 40 years behind. Like, what's the catchphrase to say? What's, should I show off how much money I got? Uh, my muscle, should I have this? It's like, we still stuck in the stone age with a lot of things when it comes to talking to women. True. I mean, it's just, it's about like people, I mean, dating is evolving. So we have to kind of evolve with it, but there's still these basic human um, necessities that I think are really is what gets a woman. It's like paying attention. Like, and I use this example, I, you know, you've, you've had to see a hitch, right? So you know what I'm talking about when he's in the bar and even Mendez is sitting there, you know, she's had a terrible day. She has, she's drinking a martini and this white guy comes up to her and says, you know, his name's Chip. And he, go, you know, he comes over to her and he uses these terrible, terrible lines. And she's like, yo, Chip, like, I'm good. You can go. And it keeps going and keeps going. And Will Smith comes with the drink she's actually drinking, not an apple martini that this other guy brings her. She's drinking like a dirty martini mm-hmm. and you know he he's paying attention right he's noticing the signs she's giving she's her hair is up her glasses are on she's wearing low heels you know most men aren't will smith in this in this movie right but what i'm what i'm telling you both right now and your audience is that pay attention to the little things because he sits down and finally he says you've had a bad day, a beer's not good enough, you're drinking this dirty martini, you know, you're you're not looking to go out and she went out just to like let off steam, not to be picked up, right? right. But he, he introduces himself and he says, he asks her, you know, her name and kind of where she works and, you know, they have a little, this wouldn't be enough, this wouldn't be enough and you still wouldn't be interested and then he walks away and she's like, <gasps> her like her mouth drops, like he's not trying anything more, he doesn't want to ask for my number, like he just, he gives her enough to make it intriguing, to make him mysterious. And it's giving them the ability to choose whether or not that's someone she she is interested in. He gets enough information so that he can later the next day send her, you know, some scuba gear to her work because he knows her name and where she works. But so it's it's getting creative in the sense that like, but pay attention. Pay attention. I I never broke that scene down like that, but it was it was a very like it was a great scene. So I also mm-hmm. love Eva Mendes. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's that's a whole nother reason. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When it comes to something like that, like when it comes to you know obviously being intriguing as a man, and then you go the next step with like like he's like you said sending the scuba gear and all that stuff. That couldn't, could that be a turn off or considered a turn off if a guy just kind of like, if I, like in a normal circumstance, if I did that to you, you know, I'm, I'm using mm-hmm. you as an example. Mm-hmm. And then somehow something I did shows up at your work. Are you kind of going to be creeped out? Like, how did this dude find me? You know what I mean? Right. 
I think she was at first, right? I think she was like, what? Like, who's this? How does he know where I work? And then she remembered. But um, I actually think something like that is super creative. And personally, I think it would definitely get my attention. So whether or not I was into you and was ready to like go on that date, I think it definitely would get me interested to really say, oh, wow, like he, you know, we're, he wants to do a date like this, or I have no idea what's happening, but let's put my guard down for a minute. Let's see if this works. I think it's actually really creative. I'm not saying every guy should do like, you know, it's, it's clearly a movie, but yeah. if you, if you take the cues of being a little different, being human, paying attention, even if it's for five minutes, you can really pay attention to someone. Oh, you know, girl, you, you look, your ass looks so good in those jeans. I don't think that's going to come off so well for the first time meeting her, but right. you know, you have beautiful eyes, like, you know, smile at her and you know, it, it, it can be very like just human. Yeah. I was 15 telling, telling girls they had beautiful <laughs> eyes. It was working back then though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was definitely working. Uh, Women, you know, just really quick, women want to feel desired and, and wanted and feel like the only one. So if you're in a situation and you're like, oh, he just told me I had beautiful eyes, but he's over there like now. And I didn't say anything. Now he's checking all these other girls out and saying the same thing. Like, just know when you're going into and you really think you could be interested in somebody. Just make sure that she sees that. So. Okay. Anyways, so, 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 so. Sounds, sounds like a, the hunting ground, even, you know, men are most mostly hunter, but it's like, mm-hmm. you gotta know, you gotta, you know, stalk your prey, <laughs> find out if you can spring <laughs> and attack. Right. I mean, you can, you know, lure them in, lure them in and, and get them as close to you as possibly, then it's, and then launch your attack. Yeah, it sounds, right. yeah. It's a very animal game. <laughs> yeah. It can become a game. I was going to say, like, people make a game out of it and, I'm women too, <laughs> men and women. You know, yeah. what I, mean? yeah, I did that. I mean, in my opinion, like just really quick, like games, there's a winner and a loser, and I really try to stay away from games. I really just be who you are, say what you want, know what you want, and things will be a lot less complicated. Right. Okay. Which I would say for anything. Um, let me mm-hmm. ask you. What would be what would be the biggest roadblock when you know when when dealing with you know trying to get men to at least be successful in dating? Um, probably same old patterns. Uh, um, probably really trying to get them out of um, you know when you do something, excuse me, more than once and two, three times and you keep expecting a different result, they, you know, that's defined as crazy, right? Um, it's really, it's really trying to break old patterns would probably be the d- most difficult. And that just takes time. That just takes practice. Okay. And just, you know, hopefully them trying something new or having different expectations. Because I do feel that, you know, I don't feel 45 so I feel that, you know, my mind's still in the thirties, you know, so, but I know that that's not the case. Right. But if I expect, you know, a 30 year old guy, you know, I mean, what's a, re- that's not realistic. So I think with, with men, there's a lot of unrealistic expectations sometimes. 
So let me ask you a question. You say guys text you during dates and everything like that. Mm-hmm. This is, how many guys have texted you like, hey, I'm in their house. What is the <laughs> next step? What is the next step for me to lure her into the bedroom? Like, do you have you a guy like, hey, I'm trying to score tonight. <laughs> how do I go about that? I never, I've never had that happen. It's always been on the date. Um, it's actually like when they're meeting someone for the first or second time. After that, that is up to them. I mean, if they want me to coach them on that, I'm down to. But I've never had somebody text me like, yo, I need to get her in the bedroom tonight. It's not happening. <laughs> what would be your advice if you did receive that text? Hmm. Ah, that's a comp. That's really like, I don't know enough information. But, okay. you know, if she's if she's in, if she brought you back, to her apartment and you're in her bedroom, she's clearly wanting something to happen. I mean, uh, that would be my, that, if I brought a guy home to my house, to my bedroom, I'm clearly wanting to get busy. I'm clearly wanting to have sex. It's some, or some kind of something. I've seen guys mess that whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen guys get there and they were like, I was in there and then I just said some weird off the wall thing and it just threw the whole mood off. I'm like, shut up. Just, yeah. Just talk less. <laughs> Listen Watch. more. I've, I've been in that situation. Um, I've been in that situation one time. That one time when I was single. Long, mm-hmm. long time ago. And um, met a friend of a friend. Uh, I don't know how this transpired. I called her. We I headed over to her house. It was a snowstorm. I, I remember that. And it wasn't that I couldn't close the deal. It was more like, I don't want to, I don't want to come on too strong. If anything, like, I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in like, give, give, give a woman her space. You know what I mean? Like, don't assume that she wants anything from you. So I kind of let it, I kind of put the ball on her court a little bit. And needless to say, we didn't do anything. <laughs> so that's, that's why I asked that question. Like, what would be the advice? You know what I mean? From, from that point. You know what I mean, but did she call you at two in the morning? I mean, it was a snowstorm. It was, I mean, or what was it? What was the the intent behind the call? So I'm I'm a weirdo. Uh, I still use old, like at that time, I still use like my old moves because that's all I had at the time. Right. You know, I was in a relationship for years, and um, so I, my whole thing was, hey, do you want to watch a movie? That was my thing. Do you want to watch a movie? I don't want to go to the movies. Let's go to your house and watch a movie. So mm-hmm. she said, yeah. You know, I gave myself a little cut, went over there, and it started to snow ridiculously. And okay. we were in her house, and we talked, and we, you know what I mean? Like, we had good conversation. She was funny. And it, I didn't know her at all, which is kind of weird for me. So I didn't know the cues to kind of, you know, I'm old-fashioned. So I didn't know the cues to pick up on to say, Okay, it's time to at least break the touch barrier. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that can be confusing. Um, I would say it could have been could have been very friendly. Um, or, I mean, it's hard to tell if she's flirting with you inside her home. You know, that is a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, but she felt comfortable enough to have you in her home. So that was, it could still be a friend move, you know. Uh, my whole thing is if she's really looking into your eyes, she's like intent. She keeps asking you questions. She's flipping her hair. She's even touching you 
you know, on the shoulder, on the arm, on the leg, or, you know, she's giving you cues and signs. And if none of that was happening, you know. Yeah, we ain't finished the you 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 got you you didn't even get the chill. You just got straight Netflix. That was it. Netflix, my friend. This was DVD, not even Blu-ray. Long time ago. (laughs) We didn't even chill. Nah, you didn't do anything. Jesus, right? (laughs) Did that ever happen? I'm pretty sure that's happened to you before. Oh, it's happened. It's happened to me plenty of times. I didn't know how to close the deal, or I thought I was getting the cues and, and the whole thing was, hey, I didn't invite you over here for this. Once Same. I heard that, <laughs> way back and go home. <laughs> I, I think that's a confidence thing. And that's that was going to be my next question. Like, how do we, like as men, in those situations, after that happens a couple times, how do you go about tapping into your confidence to like try to try to come back from that? Because that, that, was, that was a rough one to come back from for me. You mean on like say another date or not another date with her or another date? Just in general. Yeah. I never, me and her never hung, hung out again. But I, what I okay. did at that point is I fell back into some old habits called, <laughs> don't laugh at me. <laughs> you just gave up all together. He was like, you know what? I went not- home drive, driving, looking at my little man the whole way home. I'm never not- <laughs> Me and her wrote, like she was cool. I wrote it back to, um, it was it was Janetta's friend. You know, we could say names. It was Janetta's friend. And I drove her to Janetta's house and I just kept her respectful because that's that's just if if it wasn't going nowhere, I'm not gonna push the right. But what I did right. after that is I fell back into old habits, start calling some honestly, I, I called some some guarantees is what right. I, sure. I said. Yeah. So I didn't want to do that at the time. So that's why I'm saying like confidence as far as that, like to to reach out to to you know, to go out to meet new people. Confidence, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you were, if you saw the same girl, I would definitely, you know, or, or is this like, is this a friend's zone type of friendship? And if so, cool, I respect you. And if not, like, you know, I, I think, I think just talking more about it. I know we, we like to take uh, body language cues. And I think if we do listen to those, we'll, we'll know a little bit more, but sometimes it's, it's not clear and you kind of are unclear of what she's saying to you, you know, doesn't hurt to ask like honestly like it's it's not like it doesn't have to be a weird thing you know um yeah you know I I just think so many people just we do this whole assumption thing and that's what gets us in trouble but to build on the the confidence um excuse me I would just really know that be comfortable with who you are and what you want. And it's okay to, to ask. It's okay to talk. It's okay to like, Oh, she's like flipping her hair. She's all smiling. She's looking cute, you know? And, and she, she's excited by me. She's flirting with me. Um, it's okay to ask for a kiss after that, you know, like, can I kiss you? Like you look beautiful. You know, she can clearly say no. Right. Yeah, that, that's rejection. That's the most scariest thing. Man. Yeah. I never what is so scary about, I, I, nobody likes rejection, right? This doesn't right. mean that you are a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're ugly or you don't have your game. It just means maybe she's a, she is just particular not into you. It doesn't mean there's not 10 other women that are like, why is he talking to her? You know? That's, you know what? That's interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. Cause 
you're so involved in that one and say, oh, if she says no, then I'm clearly not desirable. Because what people don't want to talk about mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, obviously being a man is, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly we've had all the, you know, I ain't going to say advantages, but it's been about us for too long anyway. But we have a lot of insecurities, like a lot of the bad habits we have stem from insecurities, mm-hmm. including when you're married. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't understand why we tend to do that. Oh, this one woman says, no, she doesn't want to kiss me. None of the women want me. You, you know what I mean? No, but I had that one time. I think I had, I dated a girl that I, I don't know how I got her cause she felt out of my league. So I'm not, I'm used to, I don't care about no. No was always like, oh, if she tells me no, it's like, I can bounce back from that. The worst thing a person could say is no. But I was like, scared that she was going to say no. Um, She wouldn't call it like a day or two. And I'm texting her. I'm like, am I texting her too much? Like, geez, like, I was like, because I was just so out of my league with the whole thing. So that's an interesting question about texting too much or not texting enough. Um, if you're going to text her or if you're going to call her and you tell her like, yo, I had such a good time. Like just say you went on a first date and it went well, or you think it went well, let her know that you're going to, you're going to call her and text her and do it. Don't like wait a week. Oh, is it got to be five days? What's a three day rule or it's this. You'll know if she wants to go on a second date with her, but don't keep Like if she's not responding and you keep texting and you keep texting, like, oh, no. If she's into you, she'll respond to you. I mean, it might, a few hours might go by. I mean, she might be busy. Okay. But, like, give her that, you know, little bit of leeway, but don't keep doing it. That'll make you look needy. She will run so far, so fast. So That's, that's pride. Because, I yeah, we was just talking about that. Um, actually, we have a clip about that, uh, about when when you know you're being ghosted. Uh-huh. And to me, I'm a very Kevin's the same way. We give you that couple, maybe a couple texts. I'll give you the grace of giving you a morning text, maybe later on in the day. That's it. Yeah. After that, if I don't hear from you, me and you just ain't talking no more. I guess like or or out the ball is in your court. I don't give you any more. And that's that's kind of that's kind of a game there if you think that's about good. it. Yeah, it is, and you're actually playing it right. Ooh, check me out. That's why I'm married. <laughs> yes. That's why you're off the market. <laughs> but, uh, that's so another big thing that, that I want to circle back to um is even having that confidence when you are married. Uh that's kind of where I'll fall right now. Okay. Not gonna lie. One of the big things, obviously, for me is um, getting back in the gym. And uh, a lot of people wonder why I'm I'm so adamant on on getting in the gym and trying. You 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 lose a little bit of that confidence in marriage as well, even though you got somebody who loves you, and, and you know, and and says that you're attractive, right? But like, how what what is the biggest thing about like if you deal with any married married men who want to retain? Uh-huh. This. Like, what, what is something that you can tell them to to help them out? Well, funny enough, uh, one of my clients, actually, the wife hired me to help her husband, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, I hope he's a little bit open to that." Um, he ended up obviously being open, but that's a touchy situation. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can get complacent with 
with just the way you dress, what you're eating, the lack of exercise. I mean, life, life happens, right? I don't know if you have children, like that's a whole nother aspect of a relationship. Um, but you have to get the confidence comes from you, not from her, not from your situation, your lack of confidence or the way that you're perceiving it as you being comfortable with yourself. So if you're not comfortable with the way your body is, then yeah, go to the gym, start like eating better or whatever that looks like for you. Um, but do it for you, not for her, because I don't care if you're in a relationship or not in a relationship. It has to be, you're the only person that can make yourself feel well and feel good and feel confident. And that comes from whatever that looks like for you, you know, building that, if that's your body, if that's, if you're insecure about that, some, some people don't, some people are very fine with who they are. Uh, not many people, but there are people who are very comfortable in their own skin. And that's a beautiful thing. Get comfortable with who you are. What does that look like for you? Look at your hobbies. Maybe it's something because you're in a relationship, right? Is it finding something that you want to do? That's just for you right? Makes you feel good. Makes you, whether it's creative or it's activities or it doesn't matter what it is, make sure you have a self of self identity is huge in relationships. Mm. You have to have that for any relationship to be successful. She has to have it and you have to have it. And then you have your things together, but you have to be your own individual self. Right. I've heard that. Yeah, wow. That's that's a big thing, man. I tell and I tell my girl that all the time. I'm like, I can't be able to say, Oh, you're the only thing that can make me happy. I was like, that's a bad thing. I was like, that is a terrible thing. You should be happy on your own. Cause mm-hmm. I'm happy what I am. That makes me make you happy. But if you're not happy for yourself, how the heck can you make me happy? I'm like, right. starts with you. Definitely. Yeah. That's why she's a professional, Kevin. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I am learning. I am learning. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. so it when it comes to when it comes to dating, I'm gonna go back to that. When it comes okay. to dating, yes, like, what's what's something that's like with with your clients or what mm-hmm. you see on the average? What's okay. something that's missing? Would you say that's missing from their game that they're like, listen, this is the most. This is the thing I need to attack most whenever I get their client. This is the first thing I go to. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what would you say that one thing is? Or two things or three things? Um, well, today's dating world is is super different. So my my whole take is like get in front of that person as much as possible to really understand them. Um, the two things like just for example, if he was married for a long time, um, I guess it would be them just getting comfortable again. Right. It's like, it's like you said, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't married and I had to go into the dating world again. Uh, It's just like practice, right? It's like learning to, you know how to ride a bike, right. But it's been a long time. So get on there as much as possible, getting them to the place that they know what they want though, before they do that. So you're not shooting blanks. You're not like, you know, going out there and, just randomly going through the dating pool. I mean, you have a better understanding of what you are. I really like if they're going to do online dating, we hope we revamp their whole profile, you know? So it's like getting them to really say what they're looking for, really say who they are, giving real pictures, real ages, real heights, being really honest, (laughs) 
Because it's a problem. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you guys aren't on the dating apps or anything. He's tall. He no. doesn't have that problem. I have uh, a uh, five eleven. Yeah, I'm six four, and I usually get stopped. But uh, so, oh, no. the whole, so the whole thing with dating, like, how far should you stretch yourself? How many? And what I mean by that, like, mm-hmm. when I was younger, I probably dated. When I was dating, I'll have five different women I was dating at the time. Okay. But as, yeah, as you get older, I think that would change. Should you like condense that number, maybe to three, maybe two, or like, how should you go about that? Well, it is a numbers game, right? So it really is like, I mean, that's just like anything in life. But I think if you are more sure of who you are and what you are, because as we get older, we do know that we don't like that. We're not going to have that in our relationship next. Like that's a deal breaker for me. Um, I think that you're more adamant if you stay true to yourself, then maybe you only have two or three. But if you have five, I mean, go for it. Like see who's like the best fit for you. You know, it's it's a time to really be selfish, but it's time to like really like look at yourself. Like, what is going to make me happy sexually? Like values, uh, you know, tradition, like whatever is important to you, and whatever is like really deal breakers. Everybody's got three major deal breakers, and then there's like maybe another list that's like, okay, maybe I can deal with that. Um, mm-hmm. but like that's another thing. Like, yeah, when you're young. You just hook up because she's hot, right? Or is she like, you know, it's a whole different, it's a whole different thing now. It's like, you know, you're coming out of a relationship. You're like, oh, I do not want that. I, I'm not accepting that in my life. And I know that I want this because maybe your sex life wasn't this great in the marriage. Maybe, uh, well, I don't know, it was the in-laws. Like, you know, whatever. You, you, it's to each his own. But uh, if it's a numbers game. So if you have five people that are fit, so check those boxes mostly, right? The not the deal breakers and the things that you want. You know, go for it. Start dating. Are you are you that are you married? I was. No longer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now do you find yourself kind of taking your own advice or kind of saying or or yeah. we've all been in that position where once you get done something that, you know, we we kind of get lost. Did you have to start over from scratch and just kind of say, okay, let me rebuild myself and my image? <laughs> after I, I yeah, after I got divorced, I like uh, let's see, um, I completely changed my look. I uh, went crazy though. I literally like I, this was prior to I have a I have a daughter, but this was prior to that relationship. Um, I got married when I was kind of young and not knowing like really the true ramifications of like married life and you know, all of that. I was just like, who who didn't tell me that life was going to be like this? Someone should, someone should have said, no, you shouldn't get married at, you know, 22. Like, that's just not, that's just not okay. (laughs) Anyway. So I completely went from this responsible, you know, wife or whatever I was, and and I went a little cuckoo. I went like I partied. I lived a different lifestyle. I danced in college as a stripper. I did all sorts of things that I never in my life thought I would do. But I put my way through college and, you know, let, let the more, you know, different. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so the rest is history after that. But 
Um, but yeah, I had to, once I got through that phase, um, and I really started looking at like, okay, I'm getting a little bit, you know, in my later twenties and this is not my life anymore. Um, yeah, I had to really look at myself. Like I had commitment issues. I had, um, I looked at men like completely different than that is healthy. So I really had to work on myself. Um, and it took a while. So it took a lot of like, um, you know, self-reflection. I went to therapy. I did a lot of work on myself so that I could be healthy and be out there. And I really didn't date until I was actually healthy because I just felt that it wasn't right for them and, or me. So, yeah. yeah. And that's facts because yeah. I, I, I did, I had to do the same thing one time because I was just mm-hmm. kept dragging the neck, the negative of an old relationship into a new relationship, not fully healed from the last one. And I'm like, and I kept, like you said, it, insanity repeating and doing the same thing over and over, expecting the different result. And one, mm-hmm. and I just had to sit back and like, you know what? Well, you were married yeah. right? a couple of times. Yeah, well, I was married a couple of times and I had to, dude, I literally, I went one time. I literally called up all my exes, <laughs> asked them, what did I do wrong? Apologized and went and, and yeah. Oh man, trust me. That's some of the phone calls, yeah, some of the phone calls, man. Woo, man, did they lay into me? Like it crushed me, but it was like, okay, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I've never known <laughs> that you did that. You are a brave oh, man. Oh, I, that was, bro. To make them phone calls and to hear them really get at me, it was, it was almost crushing. It was like, shit. Mm. I was that bad, and I didn't see it. It was like I was so. I think I was so much into myself that I wasn't really like checking for you know the problems they had. I'm like, hey, you're with me. You should be. You should be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's big. That's big. And and you know what that that what you just said makes me want to talk about what Celeste just said. Therapy, because not everybody would have done what you did, calling them. And ask them what they did wrong. Some dudes would have just brought that right into the next relationship and just kept going. So do you recommend therapy for your, like for your clients or any type of therapy for them to get through, you know, depending on where they're coming from, obviously. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't think there's anything wrong. There's such a stigma and I hear, obviously I'm not African-American or, um, but I hear that's a stigma and the culture that it's like, Oh, you can't, you just brush that off. Like everything's going to be okay. Right. You're not allowed to be depressed or you're not allowed to be, you know, there, there's a lot of that. I I believe is from what I hear from other fellow Mm -hmm. friends. Um, We're called, it's called like they they say, we go to therapy. You're not crazy. So why are you going to therapy? Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I truly feel that it's getting, over like the old habits, like I told you, the old things that we continue to do and bring into the other relationships um, that weren't working. Like, okay, it's hard. It's hard to look at yourself and say, oh shit, like I I did this. This is on me. But also it's like, okay, now let's fit now let's like, you know, fix it. Let's let's try to do better. Because I don't want to have that again. I don't want to go through that again. I want that person. I want to be whole. So I want to hopefully be with that person, you know, who is also whole. Okay. I have yeah. a question. 
Okay, from mm-hmm. this is from a woman's perspective. Okay. A lot, like a lot of men don't like you said the therapy, we don't open up. Like, how do you feel on nowadays of men being emotionally vulnerable to a woman? Do you think we should do it more? Should we hold back? Because it's a hard thing to like letting a woman yeah. see you cry or get in touch with your softer side, like from a woman's point of view, yeah. you think men yeah. more? So from just my own point of view, I feel that when you are more vulnerable as a person and you're authentically who you are, um, that is a beautiful thing. It's a human connection. And I can, I can open up to you more and vice versa. I mean, getting that strong bond with somebody that you love or you care about, um, I think it's a great thing to show emotion in the, in a true sense. Like if you're just, you really aren't together and you're just like always crying or you're always upset or you're always insecure. That is like a red flag, like not good. Right. But I think if it's, it's a proper time and place to show that you are truly upset and you want to cry. I think a woman actually appreciates that because you're expected in society. Um, you know, we're you know we don't show emotion we pat guys like this don't get too close you know there's just this whole um belief that you guys should be a certain way and um yes we want a strong and powerful and confident guy we next to us and support us um but we also want someone that's real and authentic and if your mom just died or if your dog just died or like even a sad movie, fuck it. You know, you, you cry because you, you're feeling emotion. That's okay. And I think we appreciate that. Who was it? Bill Burr had a bit like that. He had to sell his dog and he just all week, he it got closer and closer to him selling the dog and he just kept packing his emotions in, packing his emotions while his wife is crying, going through it. He kept just packing it, packing it, packing it, packing it until to the day came to sell the dog that he had to get rid of the dog. And it just came out and run sh- like short bursts. And he just let it all at once. And he's like, after I did that shit, I felt so good. Now I packed all that mm-hmm. shit right back in there. <laughs> <laughs> it is like your soul releasing itself, though, when you cry. And it's like normal and it's okay. Like it's a, it shouldn't be the stigma that you're like weak. Or, you know, God forbid you're vulnerable. You know, it's... Because as a man, you you like, man, if I cry in front of her, like, yeah, you do feel weak. But what if another man that's stronger or whatever comes around? Like, how do I compare to the last tough guy she had? She tells me all these war stories of this guy. Here I am crying. It's like... you, you try not to do it as much. He's like, I don't want to feel like the loser guy that whines all, all the goddamn time and my emotions is always getting the best of me. It just, it's a struggle thing. It's really a struggle. I don't know about for you, Drake. Maybe. I, I'm not like you. I cry. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. Like when it comes to, you know, when it comes to like my emotional side, I don't really, I don't really show it too much, but Sometimes I like to do it just to just to feel something, if that makes any sense. I'll be sitting there mm-hmm. on Instagram watching um watching videos of dudes surprising their kids when they come home from the army or something like that. Oh. And it gets me every time. Every single time. I don't cry, but it kind of gets me like, all right, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm a little I'm a little different in that way. <laughs> once, 
I can all yeah. emotions. I wish it wasn't a struggle, really, honestly. I wish it wasn't a struggle for you guys to, to always, like, you know, it's like the devil and the, the, the angel or whatever. And, like, I, I think you just got to be more who you are and be comfortable with it. And trust me, you're going to find someone that just loves that about you. So, well, you guys are married, but, uh, you know, in general, it's like, uh, right. don't fight it. Don't, don't fight who you are. As you get older, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, Who cares? I mean, it, it, it works. I mean, because I remember being in relationships, I did that shit, and she totally took that she shit and used that. it against me. Oh, no, she used uh, it against me. She, like, flipped that, like, oh, this emotional guy, you know, let me uh, let me dig the knife into him. And she had a control mm. over me for a while. I was like, you know what? Let me pack this shit in and show who I really am. <laughs> that sounds real healthy. <laughs> I'm glad you're not in that relationship. No, I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not either. But so you like, needed some less services at that point once you got out of that relationship, right? Oh yes, I definitely did because I was a wreck, bro. Bro, I didn't. I was in that relationship. I realized I didn't groom myself. I'm looking at old pictures, like, look, man, look, let my facial hair get wild when I had hair. I didn't get a haircut. I'm looking messy. I'm looking sloppy. I'm like. Like she just broke me down. It was like, aha, I got you. I looked in the mirror like nobody will want me but this girl. Look mm-hmm. at my stuff. Look at That's me. Terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, it's a dark place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I felt like that before too. So I I'm, I feel you, you know? It's not a good spot. That's when they call you, though. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. So, so if you can, um, I know we took up enough of your time. If you could leave us with any, you know, any advice or anything, you know, as far as uh, using your services, like what, what would that be? It's pretty broad, but you know what I mean? I know. Uh, <laughs> advice. Um, I would just, I think I've talked about it a few times, but honestly, um, after a relationship, like don't go into another one right away. Like just stop for a minute. Just say, Okay whether or not you have a lot of work to do or just a little bit, or you, you know, you're just, just, just sit with yourself for a minute, kind of like self-reflect and and be honest with yourself and figure all that stuff out, get yourself ready so that you can find that right person. I mean, I don't know, not everybody's looking for marriage. Some people are just looking for, you know, a partner or partners. I mean, like uh, whatever it is that you're looking for, just be comfortable with who you are and be authentic. And um, I just really try to make people understand, like just be your best version of yourself. Just know that you never know who you're going to meet. Right. Make sure you dress properly. If you're like out and about like on a plane or, you know, who you never know who you're going to meet. So just be ready. Just be ready for the world puts in front of you what the universe, God, whatever you believe in puts in front of you. So you hear that, Trey? you hear that? If you ever become single again, make sure you wear your hoochie daddy shorts. Hoochie <laughs> <laughs> daddy shorts. You got your hoochie daddy shorts. Show them legs, bro. Got to show the legs, baby. Got to show the legs. So, so let's where where I can, love it. where can where can we find you? Uh, yeah. Social media wise, got any books? You know what I mean? Like in, anything you want to kind of impart in our audience. Thank you for asking. Um, you can find me on celestemore.com, uh, M-O-O-R-E.com. Uh, you can also find me at Celeste Moore Image on Instagram. 
And then you can also listen to the Down and Dirty podcast. And that is my podcast on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google. So no books yet, but there's coming. Why did we not talk about the podcast? Oh my gosh, we've been <laughs> the podcast. Real quick. Real yeah. quick. Yes. What do y'all talk about on that? There you go. Yeah, I want to know. That down and dirty is like down my lane. <laughs> we talk about um, you know, it's very it's new. It's only a couple months old. Um I talk about pretty much every genre that my my company uh deals with, but um Anywhere from image and styling, dating snafus, uh, sex, um, strip clubs. That was one of them. Foreplay. Um, let's see. What was the last one? Penis size. You know, we talk about a, a whole range and a whole gamut of things. So. Oh, my gosh. So oh now my. we know we could have been totally dirty this whole time. <laughs> that means we have to do it again then. Yeah, ah, yeah, we yeah. man, but you know, yeah, because we did a whole yeah. thing. We needed to come on your podcast. We did an episode. We we talked about the art of masturbation, and we're just three guys. Ooh. talking about it. Yes, it's an art. I right? like oh. that. Yeah, we told some horror, some horror stories. We never got. <laughs> yeah, we never got the thing. We had females hesitant to say, like, "Hey, how often do y'all masturbate?" And it was like mm-hmm. they were scared to tell. Like guys was like, "Hey, you know, maybe once or twice a day, even if I'm married or have a woman." Oh, so the woman was scared to tell how much she masturbates? Yeah. How much she masturbates? She does it when she does uh-huh. it. Like, she, they didn't want to tell anything. We, you know, we oh, gave I'm out down that. to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so, we gotta get, let's put that together. Let's do it. Let's have another one. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So I really appreciate you guys having me on your podcast and we'll do this again or absolutely. vice versa. I'd love to have you guys on mine. So, hey, we would yeah. love to come. We're yeah. gonna set that up after this right now. Okay. Yes, yeah, we'll <laughs> absolutely. So we appreciate you joining us. So once again, we would like to thank our guest, Miss Celeste Moore. You know where to find her, uh, and look for us also on the Down and Dirty podcast too. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's it. Kev, you got anything else? Oh man, I, I, we definitely got to get on your show. I want to talk dirty. <laughs> Let's do it. As always, peace. <laughs> peace, guys. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Opinionated Podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, five stars. We don't want nothing less. If you're an artist, actress, a songwriter, an author, or you're doing something that's interesting and you want to be a guest on our show, Please email us at opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. That's opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a blessed day.